Welcome to the No Referees Podcast, where we have unpenalized conversations with sports personalities on industry news, their grind, the game, and much more. Please check us out on our social media pages at No Referees Pod for up-to-date info on the show. No rules, no texts, no whistles. This is No Referees Podcast. Welcome back to the No Referees Podcast. I'm your host, Everest Akajobi. This is a special quarantine edition. We got the entire HBU men's basketball team from 2011 to 2014 on the line with us. What up, fellas? What up? What up? What's up? What's going on? If you're listening on the podcast or audio, I was going to run that list of names we have. We got some of the best names and some of the most memorable people y'all have ever seen in the HBU uniform. We got Marcel Smith, Lamar Thomas, Reveal, Chukwu, Jaykwu, <laughs> Tyler Russell, Arthur Bernardi, Dustin Hoball, Dwayne Bowden, Rob Lewis, Mike Turner, Anthony Hill, and Terry Bembry all online with us today. First of all, give a shout out to our veteran that's on with us today, Tyler Russell. Just want to say thank you for, you know, your support. Thank you for, you know, holding us down, you know, protecting our freedom. You know, what made you, when you left HBU, you know, decide to join the military? Appreciate it. Um, well, some of y'all may know my dad was a retired Marine. So uh, that was always in the back of my mind. Uh, I ain't kind of decide that I wanted to do it till late senior year when we uh, – <laughs> When uh, Coach Cottrell, I don't know if you knew about this, E, but uh, our senior year, Marcel, we couldn't play in the postseason. We were ineligible. I know so, that. Yeah, so before the season started, they told the seniors, like, hey, y'all could transfer without, you know, being able to sit a year and play immediately, or we could stay. I remember me and Sal was like, we done too much work. <laughs> this is our last year. And so uh, we about to graduate and everything. So, uh yeah, so I started that process late, but uh, it's been a blessing. I know I always get hit up about, um, you know, especially now with the, the circumstances in the world. Hey, what's going on? Military, y'all going to march the law? I'm like, hey, most of that information, y'all will find out when we find out. Uh, and y'all will find out quickly, too. So uh, it's just been a blessing um, and everything. So appreciate that. Yeah, man, we appreciate you, man. And another one of our athletes online is Arthur Bernardi. He's he's joined us from Brazil. You know, he's the only person that's uh, currently not in America that's on this call. And, you know, we've heard a lot of stuff around the world with this coronavirus situation. Art, what's going on in Brazil with everything? How you doing, Coach? Uh, yeah, the coronavirus just hit us, like, this month of April. So we kind of taking the, the actions right now. So the quarantine just started the April. So we stay in house, staying in and taking care because Brazil, it can go bad real quick, much more than America. So all the work here and sports, they done for the month and hopefully we get back on May. But we don't know yet. We just waiting for the next, for the next new, what, what's coming. We don't know, still waiting. You've seen the uh, the news, like, in America, we see it every day. Like, every day it's like Trump saying something different. Our military people, like, what are the military and the government saying to you guys over in Brazil? Yeah, they kind of give us the information that it could get worse if we don't stay home. So they 
they thinking about give, giving fine, fine to people. I don't know how much money so they can stay home. And I think that's the next call for the government and the military. Uh, if people do not stay home, they're going to start getting fined and so on, maybe get arrested. That's happening on, on big cities. Right now, I'm on my, my small city, you know, like my home, small city. So here is more chill. People actually respect more. But on big cities like Rio de Janeiro, Sao Paulo, uh, people actually have to work. And we're waiting. We hope that they don't go out to work. But they have to do work to get their money and the government has to help and we're just waiting uh, waiting to see if the go government helps them to stay home but there's nothing much we can do but stay home here right right well man let's, i want you to be safe over there man you know we're all praying for you know you to be safe i know you're far away from us and you know, your extended hbu family uh, but you know you're always you know family you know what i'm saying so to stay safe over there and then another one of our members online uh dustin hobal he's you know his father is a retired uh military personnel serves in nasa dustin a question for you that i was wondering has your dad mentioned to you about any of the astronauts that's currently like in space, uh, you know, with this coronavirus situation going on, you know, they were they able to talk to their, their families or anything of that nature? No, he hasn't, but I honestly haven't asked him. So that'd be a good question to ask him run by. I don't even, honestly, I don't know like the current state of who all's up at the space station right now or anything like that. So I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'm just curious because if they're like in the space station and we got all this turmoil going down here, like they can't really do nothing from, you know, up there. They just got to just hear the news and just kind of just see how it all unfolds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the last time my dad was up was about 10 years ago. Even at that time we had capabilities of doing stuff like this, like video conferences and stuff. So as far as I'm staying in touch with their family, I hope they're able to do that. But uh, beyond that, I have no idea. So I got a question for my man, Lamar Thomas, man. You recently married, man. You moved on from HBU. You do a lot of big things. You know, what's it like being a married man now? Um, it's cool, man. Just uh, just doing the same as most people. Just out here working a job, um, trying to get rich like my man Anthony Hill down there in Dallas. Um, we're in Atlanta now. Uh, just just living, working, enjoying, uh, enjoying Peachtree City. So... It was nice, you know, going to Hogs games and stuff before they shut all that down, um, just enjoying each other, um, just enjoying being married. So it's pretty cool. I would just say, like, just listen to your wife because if not, like, she make your life miserable. So, but no, it's good time. more good times than bad for sure. I hear you. I hear you. So question for Rob Lewis. You know, you recently played overseas. You know, what was it like to, you know, come back in this coronavirus situation? And what are the teams over there saying about how you, if you could come back and play? You know anybody that's still overseas playing or still stuck over there? Kind of give some insight on that. Uh, I mean, with the whole situation, uh, it was a weird situation just being in Europe. Nobody uh, really knew what was going on. And it just hit us all at once. Uh, a lot of leagues were canceling on their own or suspending leagues. Um, some teams were giving players permission to go back home uh, and assuming that they would return if leagues got started back up. Uh, with my league in particular, we stopped practicing and in, uh, in a short span of maybe two days, they told us that our league was canceled. So we all caught flights and came back home. And then week after week after week, uh, since I guess the end of February, more leagues have been canceling, more players been coming home. But yeah, 
I do know some people who are still in France. Uh, a couple of my friends are still in Spain. Those leagues are just uh, suspended as of right now. Uh, you know, it's a lot of greed and things like that when it comes to this basketball. So they're trying to get leagues to resume so that they can make their money. But as everybody knows, they probably won't happen. So uh, I think next week they say if if they can't come up with a solution that they're going to let those two leagues go ahead and cancel and let those guys come on home. So it's just been a weird situation all around. Uh, my team, we were in third place fighting for a championship, and obviously the season came to an end. So it's kind of bittersweet. It feels good to be back home, but I wanted to win a championship. But health and safety is, more, is the most important. So it is what it is at this point. I'm glad you made it back safe, brother. I know that getting back safely always oh, supersedes getting a check sometimes. And, you know, I'm glad you're back here, family and friends, just, you know, back being safe. So let me get over to my man, Velo. You know, my man, my Nigerian brother, Reveal Chukwu Jeku. You know what I'm saying? I remember when he came on his visit, he had his parents with him. You know, we were speaking that Ebo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when he came on his visit. Real, I'm just curious. You know, you're a guy from Houston. You went to high school right around the corner from HBU at Straight Jesuit. Uh, end up playing at HBU. What was the deciding factor for you going to HBU? Was it proximity? Was it academics? What was it? Well, it was a little bit of everything, you know, with um, HBU being really close. I didn't really plan on that. I wanted to get away from my Nigerian parents. It's so strict. But I think when it came down to the mixture of both the academics and athletics and with you, you know, training some old NBA guys and making sure they're physically ready. And, um, you know, seeing where it's a place that can grow. It was a new Division One school. I was a part of the incoming culture to come into a real competitive space. So I really want to come in and establish something that can really, I don't know, immortalize my career in terms of being one of those players that help HBU get to Division One ready status and make their mark. Well, you didn't need me to come in because you came in to loft right strong. You know what I'm saying? Your parents, <laughs> your parents had you ready. You didn't need me. I mean, I was I was a little ready, but there was some things I was I was lacking athletically. You know, I know you can always have my core, my balance, and those are some of the things that are really important in terms of really using your athleticism to the fullest and making sure you're not injury prone. So I always think that, yeah, I came in strong with a little bit of genetics. It was a little bit of just hard work, but I always had something to work on from somebody that was professional and expertise in the area. When you were at HBU, being the fact that straight jazz was so close, did you ever go back and watch their games, talk, talk to the kids on the team about how college life is and things of that nature? Oh, all the time. All the time, you know. I had a few players that I was looking at in terms of just, like, helping mentor them and just bettering their career. And I would tell them, like, I would go to the games watching and tell them, you know, Division One basketball – who you're playing right now in high school, it's not going to be the same athletic-wise in college. So it's really important that you use this time to work on your skill level and not necessarily just rely on your athleticism. And also to make sure that your grades are up to par too. You know, like I said, HBU was a great academic school for me. I managed to get two degrees out of it. So having that, having that said, you know, it just allowed me to really have some perspective as I went into athletics, especially the Division one round. All right, all right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Sorry, right, let's get let's get into some HBU basketball stuff. You know, so uh, I think the only person that's on here that wasn't here my first year, two thousand eleven, was Rob and uh, Velo. So that first summer when we came in, summer two thousand eleven, with majority of y'all, out of all the times we had, what do y'all think that was the mem- most memorable time we had that summer? I gotta say, going to them hills, man. 
we was putting in some work and it was it was tough it was tough it was seeing some guys real character come out real character come out for sure i would say for me i think like the funniest moment of the, of the summer was when my <laughs> man Dwayne walked into the gym that boy had those blue hyper dunks on we were doing conditioning I don't know if y'all remember what I said. So he came in there. You know, he had the royal blue hyper dunks so on. He thought he was clean. That boy thought he just came down the roadway. Huh? <laughs> that, that boy, he just was I was doing from day one. It was my, <laughs> hey, those were my high school teams. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We, got, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got to set the people up. So he came in with the blue, royal blue. I thought it was like this boy. Went to East Bay, got him some uh, HBU color shoes. That boy came in, did a couple of sprints down and back. Kind <laughs> of looked like John Wall a little bit now. I think <laughs> did a couple of sprints down and back. And I was like, yo, what's that on your shoes, bro? You got some limited edition, you know, you got your logo on them, boys. Then he walked up closer to him. He was like, man, I got these. These are some special edition. I was like, they got UK, University of Kentucky on them, boys. I'm on Y'all remember what I said to Dwayne after I found out about that? What you I don't even remember. Man, I said, hey, if Dwayne don't take them shoes off right now, we we all gonna be running. <laughs> Until y'all throw up. Hey, Kentucky. <laughs> hey, Who better than Kentucky. You you never would have got Dustin to, to throw up though, man. We were running twenty twos. Dustin was running them in fourteen seconds, looking at <laughs> man. He knew more. Looking for more. <laughs> Dustin got his upperclassmen so mad. We would say, Dustin, "Running fast ain't gonna get you on the court, bro. This ain't no track team." Man, I don't man, think hey. time his entire career. And I used to win the sprints after he left for sure. That's about all I had to go for. You got to tie, baby. All right, so. I got a question. You know, I want. I'm gonna get down to some some fun some fun stuff. So, out of my three years there, we got two two three guys on the team on this on this call that just scored the ball at an extremely high level. If y'all had to put one on one, Rob Lewis versus Tyler Russell, who y'all got? I ain't gonna lie, I'm ride with my boy Rob. That's tough. You know, what I'm I don't know. Is it? Hey, wait. Is this pre-injury tie or is this? Is this <laughs> I mean, like, what, you know, Ty windmill for fun. Uh. <laughs> I think. I, I think this is just overall. I need. I need some parameters, Coach. Is this open gym? I'm talking bad to everybody, and so people are getting mad playing. Or is this we playing cool? Nah, playing nah. Cool? I want that open gym. Open gym. No That's rules. Tough. No. No nothing. I think I gotta go Rob just because the yeah. dude always wanted to play everybody in one on one every f- day. Like I'm going like, Rob because he's from the age. <laughs> Tyler, my boy, though he know that. Tyler, my guy. Ty just got buckets. He really wasn't even paying attention to whether you were scoring or not. He don't really care. He just kind of like, hey man, I'm nice, and that's just bucket. It's just too easy for him. It was just like, come on, man. It's, it's, it's senior Ty, <laughs> man. Like. I just need you know, I got 15, whatever, you know. Mike T, I want to ask you a question just from coming in, being one of the guys on the team that had an integral part, although that you didn't play as much, how do you feel your experience at HBU and your role has helped you in your career? And we'll talk about some of the stuff that you've done. Um, I mean, just from the start, like, I mean, I came in and I'm going to be honest, I, I wasn't prepared for, 
I guess, like the physical aspect of Division One basketball. And um, it actually showed very quickly. Um, so, like, as far as the conditioning and, like, practices and all, I just – I wasn't really able to keep up at first. And um, that actually kind of, like, drove me to work even harder and, like, push myself even more, put more hours in so I could actually catch up and have fun with the rest of the guys and be able to compete and, like, actually, you know, go out there and actually help them get better. So, uh, I mean, yeah, just as far as that, like, I mean, that struggle, it really helped me out as far as, like, life after basketball and just always always looking towards what's next and just work and work and work and don't don't worry about you know what what's going on and the extra like the distractions and all you put so much time in like you were just so dedicated like I've been around for so long and seen so many players either at the college or pro level I mean I don't think I ever really see a guy that you know, wasn't on scholarship or wasn't a main rotation guy, put in so much work, you know. So does that have to do with, like, just how you were raised, your work ethic, or just how hungry you were for the, for the game? Um, I, it was probably a good mix of everything. I mean, like, I, I, I always loved the game just beyond, like, pretty much anything else in the world. But, um, I mean, obviously besides God and, like, my family and all, but, like, basketball has always just kind of been, like, my outlet. So – I don't know. That just it, it was always something that I, I loved doing, and when I got my ass busted day after day, Tone knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> it, it just became one of those things where like it made me that much more hungry, and like it drove me like to that that level where I just I knew I had to put in that level of work, otherwise it just wasn't going to work out for me. That boy got a lot of pride. A lot of pride. <laughs> Mike T used to come for me every single day, bro. I didn't know what was going on. I Mike, you don't know this, but at the time, I would go home afterwards and be like, man, I, I'm the weak link because this boy's just coming for me. Mike, Mike T would, would want to switch teams to guard me. Nah, nah. <laughs> you used to kill me, bro. Like, I, I, I swear I looked up so much because, like, that, it, it actually started the very first day I got there when uh, I think it was I'm, right after I met you and Lamar, we went and played, like, a few games, and I wasn't really shooting the ball. You looked over at me, and you were like, bro, like, shoot the f-ing ball. What are you doing? And I, I just – I looked back up and I was like, oh, my, my fault. Like, I was I was just trying to, like, move it. Like, me me coming in as the walk-on, I had always looked up to y'all as, like, y'all are the guys. Like, I'm supposed to get you guys the ball. I'm supposed to get you, you know, in, in your position. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of out here making sure everything flows. And so, like, you know, it just – it really drove me to want to get after it with y'all. And, you know, when, you, when you're busting my ass every day, I'm really trying to, you know, work that much harder. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that, Mike. And, you know, sometimes I wish that some dudes worked as hard as you, you know, as far as it's on the court and the weight room and things of that nature. So let's talk about working in the weight room. We got our boy Velo. That boy is just like uh, muscle-bound. Boy, you was like a walk-in uh, weight room. Tell us about, you know, why you, just, you had so much dedication in the weight room and how that translated on the court. Um. It's probably just based off my previous injury to tear my ACL while I was in high school. I remember I was playing football. It's not even related to basketball, but just being on the field and just getting hurt by somebody that's just bigger than me and is just stronger than me. I never wanted that to happen again as long as I could control it. So coming into the weight room, I had a goal of just trying to get stronger every single day and making sure that I was prepared. But your workouts, it was definitely the toughest I probably ever had, even after you left. You know what I mean? So, but, you know, just having that mentality of, 
just thinking about the best teams that were in conference each and every year, no matter what conference it was, those teams were the most physical. Those teams, they, they set the hardest screens. Those teams, they always bumped somebody when they came through the lane for a cut. It was just the most physical team. So just being in the room was very important and critical, even if you are a basketball player. So that's what I always thought. So I took the weight very seriously. Well, rest everybody else that's on here, who y'all think was strong in the weight room? Velo or Caleb? Velo. I don't know. Caleb was – That's tough. Strong. The days that Caleb used to argue on the phone with his girlfriend and come in the weight room, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and both for those of y'all that used to hear them arguments two outside. Two different types of strip. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey, I think you know, hey. technique and all that stuff. Y'all boys, wow. Caleb was like mad. When he get mad, he a different type of strong. He crazy. Man. Yeah. I got that. All right, so who y'all taking? I got another one-on-one matchup for y'all boys. Who y'all taking? T- Terry Jerome or R2? Who y'all taking one-on-one? How you going to ask that? He's a pro. No, I don't mean nothing. At that particular time, when nobody pros, y'all was all – Athlete, so we talking. Are we talking? We talking. We talking 2011, 2012. My first, my first year there. That's what we talking. So, so Terry that could beat Dwight Howard's, but it should have been a George Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> that Terry. Or are you talking about the Terry? Oh, yeah, Terry that Terry played, that. I don't know. Open gym Terry, you know, with some PV dudes. I just seen Terry get real busy on guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. But the question is, Art. In 2011 or Terry in 2011? That's what we taking one on one. Well, hey, I'm I'm gonna have to go with Art, but with Terry towards the end of that season, we were doing that postseason play. Terry was balling. Terry was getting about he didn't have that. out there. He was hooping. He didn't one thing I will say that the postseason. Art applied so, pressure to me because when I realized I wasn't playing, I'm like, yo, like some gotta give. Then that Duquesne game when all y'all got in foul trouble, I was like, yeah. That's it. No more bench time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I gotta say though, during our time at HBU, Mark, what he did that last, I think his senior year, man, special. We got we got to the point where, where we were really like one of those childhood teams where you pass art the ball and play defense. Like, <laughs> hey, if we're gonna talk about if we're gonna talk about one on ones. We got to talk about Ben Daniels and uh, Anthony Gonzalez. I know Lamar and, and Ant know what I'm talking about. See, sure. I wasn't there for that, so I never saw that. That's what no, I was saying. So I, wasn't, talk about, I wasn't around there for that. If we're going to talk about Ben playing one-on-one, man, we got to talk about Ben versus Mike T, man. Oh. When, uh, <laughs> so I was going to ask, I was asking, I was going to ask Mike T versus Ash who would win one-on-one matchup. But I know. Oh my God. But, but, hold on, but I know for sure. But I know, hold on, hold on, but I know for sure that uh, Ash and, uh, see me know that, Mike T and Jacob Gonzalez played one-on-one at once upon a time. Because I know them boys used to take it serious. Real quick, shout out to uh, Jacob Gonzalez. I talked to him. He's uh, in some military somewhere, you know, protecting our country somewhere in California. Shout out to him, HBU fam. Uh, shout out to John Evans, another HBU fam that's in the military. Couldn't get on the call today. So, uh, again, thank y'all for y'all's service. But, uh, Mike T, I don't know the story. I mean, I guess you could tell us the story about you versus Ben Daniels. I mean, I don't know nothing about that story. Go ahead and tell us. Uh, I'm going to let Lamar tell that one. Bro, it's your story to tell, man. All I got to add is that uh, when Ben <laughs> won, Spencer did a cartwheel on the court. <laughs> 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 I 
at that moment, we knew. <laughs> I got one for y'all. So practice, you know, every day we all, we had practice, you know, we had, I think like some staples like five ball and uh, some other stuff. I mean, what were some of the like things y'all liked about practice? And what's some things that y'all were like, dang, I can't believe we're going to do this again. The thing I liked was hearing that clap. That yeah. slow I hate a tip drill. That was the best part. Was that cool? <laughs> tip crazy. drill was the worst thing ever. I used to hate shooting bank shots. I just never understood that. I used to think that was like. But I will say, now that I coach now, like some of the, the two two minute warm up layup drill, I actually use that. That ain't that bad. Getting some shots. The funniest thing. The funniest thing to me, I remember from my freshman year, was when they pulled those weighted balls out and we had to do the weave and start passing. Cause when it was, it seemed like the simplest, bro. bro the big tape ball. I hate that. Take some that people that are mad, and they got weighted basketballs in their hand to throw at people. It was just a whole nother level. <laughs> no, we love scrimmaging, though. Yeah, that was the worst. The best the weighted balls. You be five feet apart, John. I'll launch it dead at your chest. <laughs> launch, and it looked incredible when you catch it. <laughs> He was like, what's going on, man? Why you ain't catch that? It'd be like that dude that he goes as hard as he can, and you ask him why he did it. He's like, bro, I barely threw it at you. Like, no, you wound up. Hey, while we're talking about practice, I'll say one thing. I uh, I used to hate game days simply because of your pregame warm-ups, man. to make sure that athletes had access to a, to a shooting machine that they could take anywhere. So I came up with the concept to fold it into a duffel bag. I ended up prototyping with my friend Xavier, welding our first prototypes in the garage. I made it for myself. I also made it for the millions of other athletes out there that are trying to reach their dreams and uh, trying to make it out. All right, so Rob, you was asking a question. You was saying, making a statement about how you used to hate the pregame warm-up. So the pregame warm-ups was meant to get y'all boys ready. You know what I'm saying? What about you ain't like? Man, either warm-up used to seem longer than the game, and I'd be more tired in the pregame warm-up and doing more sweating than I did in the actual game. Facts. No, that's facts for me. <laughs> I was that's facts for me. I was like, first quarter, I'm like, the first media, I'm like, woo, thank God that media. The warm-up was only 10 minutes. <laughs> Man, we used to have to be at the gym early, though. He was putting for us to individual workouts during pregame. And you knew it, too. He had us, he had us getting the chewables. Chewables. <laughs> chewables and the chocolate milk. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, I, used to, hey I used to make sure my boys was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Well, I ain't never – the pre-work, the pre-game workout was so hard. I never used anything before games, like – <laughs> Until I got, I started drinking. I started by mid-season. I'm taking a chewable by four or five of them. I'm like, I need. To sit. Yeah, e, I had to go over there and sit with my boy, Coach Judd. <laughs> All right, so this is a question I got from one of y'all boys. So, at any point in time, did any of y'all ever exacerbate an injury more than what y'all had to say? You know, to get out of practice or to get out of weights. You know, yes. it, you know, it's 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 past time now, so y'all can. You yes. know, at any point in time, y'all like, man, my ankle hurt a little bit more than what it was just so I could take a day off. Right. Certain people could sit out. Certain yeah, people Terry, sit out. Like, if he was getting buckets. Your senior year when they had to start doing toughness days, 
And then they had a certain somebody just sitting off to the side, bro, just chilling. <laughs> I broke my left hand. That was the worst injury you could ever have because I could still run and I could still shoot one-handed. Yep. That yeah, and that's when you, you had that cast on, right, Dustin? Yeah, yeah. we used to be practicing. Dustin used to be running uh, bleachers. I remember we was in, like, New oh, Mexico. Yeah, I, remember that. I think that was a, like, Duquesne. He was out there running bleachers. He was getting a worse workout than us. Block is the reason why we ran outside in New Mexico because he wanted to leave something back in the room against Duquesne. Bro, you left something too, bro. And I made it back to the bus before you, and I still had to run. That Duquesne, New Mexico trip was just, it was bad. It was terrible, bro. That was a bad trip. Hey, remember we came back in through the through the thing and they had Tony Snell baptizes. Oh, bow. Do y'all remember TJ McConnell playing on Duquesne? Oh, yeah. He had, like, 13 assists. I remember TJ McConnell from the film, bro, because he didn't make the block, but he, like, he he tried to steal the ball and miss the steal. And Coach was like, watch how he slows this guy down to set up. (laughs) He's great at doing this. He's a joke. Now that that we're talking about running stories, I need confirmation on this story. Hey, RC making y'all run around the hotel, that's a true story? Fam, for an hour oh, and a half. That is a true story. Hey. And look, bro. I, no I, I, don't know this, I don't know. I don't know this story. Yo, tell me this story. This was, this, this was before me, I got here. Me? No, you were there. But no, you he, were there. RC was like, "Yo, I'm gonna handle this one by myself." Um, <laughs> so like, I left my I left like my jersey in the hotel room. Anthony left like his his shoes. Ron left something, and Terry did something else. But hold and on, like, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all hoopers. We left our like, warm-up top. But, but hold on, but y'all hoopers, and y'all like, that's y'all equipment. Why do y'all leave y'all gear? Like, I don't understand that. It was, it was like you before practice or something. We just weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Nah, I'm so gonna, anyway. Wait, real quick, Bach, real Coach, we were getting 40-piece regularly. You'd lose your stuff too, man. This is getting out of hand. <laughs> hold on. All right, get to, get to that story real quick, and I got something for y'all. Go ahead, finish that story. All right, so look, like we're running around the hotel, and we're keeping up, and then I fall behind, like, the the group. And so, like, we have been – we had to run, like, a, like two miles. And then RC looks at them, and it's like, yo, if you catch Lamar, you're done. And then I get back to RC, and he's like, Lamar, if you catch them, you're all done. So, like, all of us are just sprinting around the hotel in the cold. Like, <laughs> they, they see me and, like, yo, why are you running so fast? Like, like, why won't you let us catch you? I was like, yo, I'm trying to catch you. <laughs> hey, what was, what was the time? What was the time y'all had to run around the hotel? Don't exaggerate. Hour, 15 minutes. Bro, Bro we were out there for so long. I don't even remember, Bro. dog. It was long. You were, you were my roommate, bro. That's I was gone because we were running. I wasn't chilling. What was nah, I, was, I, don't, I don't think I – nah, this was before I had got there, bro. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember this. This was the year before he got yeah, there. This is, yeah, this was, was, my, that was my freshman year. Oh, wow. Maybe hey, I was running. This, this, was on a road, this, was, this was on a road trip? Ron, yeah, I think Ron was, was running. Was running. Me, Ron was running. John, John was running, too. I don't I think mean, John was running that time. John, John had back. plenty of times. You don't got to add any for him. Y'all remember John running for his 21st birthday? Oh yeah! Boy, oh my God! They made right. me and John was roommates every time. All right, so hold on. Let's let's get this. Up. So that's the point I want to get give real quick. So all of y'all know that we went to this to the to the hills. We ran on the track around the corner from campus, and, and then we and then we ran in, in the blue sand pit. So which one of those three out of those three did you think that you either 
love. So you got to pick three. One you got to love, one you got to hate, and one you could never deal without. Which Fantastic one of the three that in their order? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. You thinking you you got you giving the blue sand pit ain't got nothing on the first sand pit. Oh, so, okay, so the okay the sand pit at the hill. The, talking about the big volleyball. Nope. It was the hill. <laughs> then you go to the sand pit. I'm not trying to <laughs> drive in your car. Then we get in the sand pit. Like, <laughs> hill sand pit was the ugly one. <laughs> yeah, because coach. The part about the blue sand pit was having blue sand stuck to your feet for two weeks afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> but but the one that we did oh, to get a drive down six ten hit different because it was four p.m. so it was a hundred <laughs> degree and you had to sit traffic <laughs> while you thought about what you was about to do. Man. Now you heard. that's what I'm talking about, Tony. That one was different. Yeah, yeah. E, that sand pit, dog. I'm in the Marine Corps and we don't we don't do nothing like that. <laughs> hey, hey, but I see some. I see some workouts with Marine Corps people do, and they it's way more challenging than what we did, though. Yeah, the workout with literally burning so your skin, burning your skin. Feet were blistered up for days. <laughs> that boxing gym, that boxing gym you took us to was a good workout, though. I, I enjoyed that, that boxing workout. Yeah, yeah so that because I remember the boxing gym, it was the same thing. Majority of our stuff we did off campus was. Like in the summertime when it was like really hot, you know, kind of the idea behind it was to try to, to increase mental toughness, you know, when it came up in the games. So I always felt like even though we if we were playing teams that may have been more skilled than us athletically or have more people skilled than us or whatever, but we were all we were always gonna be in the best condition. I feel like we never got tired. We were always in shape. Like so those were one of the things I know we didn't win that many games, but I don't ever think nobody really just was better in better shape than we were. That boxing workout. Oh, no, that boxing workout. Hey, Coach G. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm at home with my wife and daughter, and I've told them we were nice. You can't be saying things like, I know we didn't win that many games. They, I mean, they, we were nice. <laughs> we were nice in our own regard. Yeah, I think my, my, my first year there, 11-12, we played in the Great West. That, Leone, that conference don't even exist no more. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about the level of competition. So, But speaking of that real quick, I was, I was talking to uh, – uh, one of our, uh, one of our guys yesterday. So we played a lot of those big teams, a lot of those high major teams, you know, like Michigan, New Mexico, uh, all the other teams. You know, which one of the places did y'all feel like y'all was the most like in awe about when we went there? Like, damn, this place is huge. Ooh, I said like Oregon or University. I was in Hawaii. I'm gonna have to go with Creighton. Creighton. Yeah, I gotta say Creighton. We they had the whole town out there. Hold on, coaches, because the only one that was balling that game was Ant, and everyone else had like two points. Ant had like 15. <laughs> and Ron. Ron was balling too. And then Dirk had like 16 minutes. Can, can we watch what, what about Hawaii? Y'all remember Hawaii? Yeah. Coach, before we go to Hawaii, can we talk about the tussle in Creighton? Hey, we're not Can doing we? We got to. I don't remember it, man. Y'all boys got good. No, don't no say you don't remember. Tell it, Tom. Oh, tell it, Tom. Tell it. I don't remember, hey, man. Hold up. All right. So <laughs> keep in mind, dog, we're going to halftime. Like Dustin said, nobody's getting off. I'm going to get knocked. You know we're getting washed. So we're down 25, 30. And uh, Aaron Ash is running, and, and Marcus is like, hey, hold the door. And Aaron oh, goes, yeah, I oh, he that. told him hold the door. Oh, oh, you told him to hold the door. And Aaron goes, no, nah, you hold it. Kept running. So Marcus, comes in the, 
boom, pushes open the doors. Hey, when a coach tells you to do something, you do it. <laughs> hey, and Aaron looks at him, looks him up and down like, yeah, whatever, man. And then the next thing you know, Marcus is bow, quick to the jaw. Hey, so I was ahead. I was ahead. I was right in the locker room. I think I don't know what happened. I remember it happening now that you said, but what was he put that boy in the locker? Hey, what was tell him what Marcus said out loud? What did he scream? I'm gonna kill him. Hey, what was what was Aaron Ass thinking? Like, why he didn't want to hold the door? He said, I'm a player, coach. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's what he said. I'm a player, coach. I'm a player, coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I remember we talked about that for weeks. Like, dude. Yeah, the funniest part had to be Marcus saying, yo, when a coach does, tells you do something, you got to listen. Hey, I ain't going to lie. Hey. Hey, Marcus Davis, hey, he said, well, I think Marcus Davis was one of the fight boys, man. Hey, Marcus, you ever see this, bro? I love you, man. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, I know you said, well, you, hey, you have my back a lot, man. So, hey, but, hey, that Aaron Ash joint, that was funny. Hey, that's that AZ. That's that AZ. <laughs> uh, Marcus, was, was a, he was a real one. He was a real one. Marcus was a real one. I remember when, hey, him and Ant in the locker room, that sock. That sock incident, man. Come on, man. I have oh, so, oh, hey, y'all got so many incidents Wait, what I don't happened? know about. Yeah, what happened? Man, we needed a so TV we show. We sitting there drinking our chocolate milks from Coach E. You know, <laughs> shout out to Coach E with the chocolate milks. We chilling. And, you know, we about to, I think we about to go do something else. Like, we had practice or we had weights or something before, and we about to go do something else. Tone, Tone really is just like, he used to have his stuff all over the place. God bless him. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Tom, Tom did have a messy, messy locker, though, for real. That some things don't change, y'all. Yeah. Lots so, worse. So we, were, so we was in there chilling. We about to get ready to go do another workout. And then he, like, Marcus started putting on his stuff. And, like, Tom had this one sock. It was the most distinct Jordan sock ever. Like, I don't know why this – I remember this sock. Like, it wasn't my sock. Like, it was mismatch. That's why. Mismatch. Yeah, it was mismatch. Yeah. And then Marcus was like – yeah, Tone, Tone looking around like, yo, anybody see my stuff? Like, he like, uh, Marcus like, <laughs> look around like, nah. He started getting ready, putting on the sock. We looking like, <laughs> I think me and Tone, I mean, uh, me and Aunt, I mean, uh, Flock and looking at each other like, yo, he really about to put on his cloak, like his sock. Like, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, wow. Everything. Hey, the wildest part about it though, E, is, it was clearly my socks. I said, those are my socks? And he was like, no, nah, I bought some just like it. Oh, and yeah, I do remember hey, that. Dad. I remember hey, that. Dad. We're keeping it real. We're keeping it real with y'all. If any of y'all tried it, I, w- I probably would have tried to step to y'all. I want to know parts of Marcus, bro. So I just had to let him wear my socks. I was just like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. The, the, wildest part, the wildest part was he was like, on my son. I put that on my son. I bought these mitts, man. Come on, dog. That must have been after his 40 or 50 point game. He was feeling himself. Nah, he, was yeah. he, he, was hey, he got. He was getting busy that game. And he was ready. He was ready to enter his name into the draft after that one, though, for sure. Right, he came to practice. And it was, and it was wasn't it Coach a hundred win or something like that? I mean, well, it was, it was a big win for Coach Contra, I think, that night. The hundred win. He came to practice in a full sweat, full Jordan sweatsuit. Oh, hoodie. I remember that. Oh, I do remember that. Though. When y'all, you guys were like trying to fit, finishing up playing and. You know, eligibility is over with, and it was like trying to go to the next level. I mean, some of y'all guys are still playing pro right now, but some of y'all guys now in corporate America. Did y'all ever feel like when it was all said and done, like, dang, I missed those, I missed those days? Because you always think at the in the in the moment, it's like 
man, I'm just ready to get these four years over with. But once it gets over with, it's like, damn, I wish I could go back to those days. Y'all ever have those type of moments? You shaking your head, Flock, but nah. yes, I do. Nah. <laughs> Dude, I got money now. Like, they taught me a lot. They hey, let's see. Hey, hey, we're going to keep it 100. Keep it 100. Flock, you had money while you was in school. Right. Yeah, but it was my parents' money, right. not my own money. Like it's boy, boy, you, boy, you had boy, you had an allowance. Flock was walking around and prodding. <laughs> Bro, like it taught me a lot. I was there for a reason. I did my time, but I mean, it's, it was time to move on. Nah, coach. For for me, for sure, bro. I, I think it hit me senior year. We were getting smacked. Y'all know we were getting smacked, and then I guess he just hit me like. Man, this is it. Like, that's how it's going to end. Um, <laughs> bro, I just we, hey, I just started getting angry at all y'all every day. And I started – that's when those uh, pregame speeches started, man. I started yelling at y'all. But, like, Coach, it, it really hit me. Like, hey, that, this is it. Like, you're not going to play for anything else that matters after that, man. So, uh, I would have liked to go back because I, I can't yell at people for no reason anymore. Like, I can't just start cussing people out. Like, <laughs> do. Like, well, you know so what do y'all think about this with the whole coronavirus situation? If you guys were playing and you guys were seniors and you didn't get a chance to to finish out your year like like a lot of people did, you know, what would y'all think about trying to come back again? You should need a waiver to come back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. I just want to get some of y'all's take on that. I'd be sick about it. Because, I mean, you got a lot of guys. I'm pretty sure that they made the tournament and it was a senior year. It probably might have been like the first time they went to the tournament, and now they can't even go because of what's going on. So it sucks. Like I'm pretty sure it sucks for a lot of them. What do you think about that, Rob? I think uh, I think those guys have an opportunity to return to school uh, for an extra year. Anybody who wants to, uh, without having to sit out or sign a waiver or anything like that, just because the opportunity was taken away from them. Uh, because it's something they have no control over. So I feel like those athletes should be able to return if they choose that they want to do so. I agree with that. I'm going to step in here too, because you were talking about people going on playing pro to the next level or whatever, but obviously a vast majority of these guys aren't going to be doing that. A lot of them probably don't even have the intention to. I mean, this is all they've been working towards, especially the seniors. So you got to feel for those guys. I think you should give them an opportunity to come back as well because I mean, you got you got something you formed over time. You're not even just this season; it goes way beyond that. Building up a team, and they're not going to have the opportunity to carry that out. So, I'm sick for them too, like Terry said. What do you think, uh, Tyler? Just being uh, a military guy, you know, a lot of people say like they don't know how much they miss sports until they miss sports. You know, every you know, every time I turn on the TV or turn turn on a lot online that a lot of people saying, man, I just, uh, my outlet is sports, my outlet is sports. You know, what are you hearing with your military personnel that, like, watch a lot of sports? If you know people that are overseas that just, you know, when they get done with their work day, they just come want to come watch a football game, want to come watch a soccer game. Like, you know, how does that relate, you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hit us heavy. So uh, the unit I'm at now, the CEO, he's like the, the commander of our unit, and uh, he puts his – Son in AAU, so I'll talk to him about you know the NBA. Uh, we were talking about March Madness, and I mean he's the highest level um, you know ranking person in the unit. And just talking to him, and and I remember when Kobe Bryant passed, and it was crazy. And he talked to our entire unit like, man, who 
who like who who affect, who was really affected by this? I mean, I raised my hand, man. I grew up on Kobe Bryant. You know, he's our our generation, and going into March Madness and the NBA um, being postponed or possibly just canceled. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, in the military, you know, fitness is a big thing, and they love their sports. So uh, it's def- definitely unfortunate, unprecedented, but uh, something that that had to be done uh, with the level of contact that one person. Uh, can transfer to another individual. So, um, in my opinion, this this is definitely going into to the summer. Uh, if not, I think the decrease it may start decreasing in May sometime. But uh, we won't see kind of a normal, regular kind of uh, life. Uh, you know, people doing their work, going to different entertainment and everything. That might not happen till the summer, maybe even the fall. So uh, it's going to take some time uh, because they're talking about they have a vaccine made, but uh, usually uh, it takes a while to do the testing. So uh, come on, give us that plug. Give us that milk, that government plug, man. You know what they got over there, man. Come on, tell them, yeah. man. They got a private organization that has made a vaccine, but the vaccine is not as good or you can't tell uh, how um, – it's going to affect others until you do the testing um, process. So, and usually the testing takes a while because it, it may work on a hundred, but if it doesn't work on that five, you may need to go back and redevelop. And so um, it's going to be interesting um, to see how kind of this transcends um, in the next few months. All right, cool. Appreciate that, man. <clears throat> so let me get back to Mike T real quick. Yeah. I, I forget about, I forget about you, man. I did not know that you was, Oh, the the Globetrotters roster general thing until like last year. You know, tell me about that experience. Like, how was that being a part of that, and uh, what did you learn from that experience? Uh, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I got to learn a lot of like pretty cool tricks. I had no idea what I was kind of getting myself into when I first went in for the uh, tryout and stuff. I was actually just delivering lunches one day at Panera, and uh, that was actually how I ended up talking to uh, some guy in PR and he introduced me to the CEO of the globe charters and things just kind of like came together for me. Um, but like from the overall experience, like, I mean, it was just, it was awesome to be able to travel the world. You know, you get to, we got to go over to Singapore, Australia, um, New Zealand, just a lot of places like outside the country that I never thought that I would have been able to visit, um, especially at this age. And, um, it was just, it was a great opportunity. You know, the, the vibe was great from the fans to all the support from the back office. And it was just, you know, it was a really fun time as far as being around basketball and just being around a lot of characters who really just have fun with it. Did you have to learn how to like, you know, spin the ball on two fingers on your head, on your toe? Like how do you, how does that stuff work? Uh, yeah. So I, I, like I said, when I went in for the tryout, I couldn't even spin the ball. I mean, I was I was trying. I, I could kind of get it on my finger and for like a little bit, but like now, I mean, I got it down to where I can spin it. I can go up underneath my arm. I can go behind my head. I mean, they, they got all, all sorts of tricks. They got guys on there who've been doing it for 20-plus years who can spin it on their nose and all that type. So it, it's crazy. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, quick, quick shout out. Rest in peace. Uh, I know we just lost one of your Harlem Grochotter longtime members. Um, it's Curly. Uh, did you ever chance to meet him and chop it up with him at all? Uh, I didn't, but we actually um, – we – I can't remember which game it was specifically, but we, we had a memorial with his family. Um, they came out to one of the games, and it was actually a – it was a 
pretty fun game. You know, they, they all got to come out and dance with the team and just interact with the crowd and have fun again. Wow. All right, cool, cool. Hey, real quick, <clears throat> going to go to football real quick. I see Dustin got that Texas hoodie on. What's up with those Texans, bro? What's up with Texas? You trading, trading D-Hop and y'all doing some, some, some things over there. What what y'all doing over there, man? You know, I'm a Cowboy fan, so you know. Oh, we're letting Bill O'Brien take care of a lot of the stuff. That's our first problem. But, uh, no, it's weird, man, because we're not going to have D-Hop back. There's rumors about Deshaun Watson wanting to get out of there now. Uh, they brought in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb for receivers, but – I don't know, man. We'll see. It's interesting right now. It's it's a tough time being a Houston fan because you got the Astros going through what they're going through, the Texans blowing up like that. The Rockets were doing good, but but, they, uh, but the Rockets, hey, the Rockets playing small ball, man. How they gonna win with that? I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna win with James Harden, to be honest with you. But hey, thinking about it, we should have played small ball with T with Terry and, and Art four and five, and just run. Yeah, right. Huh? Right and shoot threes, Terry. They <laughs> <laughs> had Terry in that pinch post like Kobe, man. Got me posting up Sean Kemp Jr. and oh, all kind of that. crazy people, man. Hey, uh, but I will say, we took a lot of losses together, man. But I feel like nobody ever beat us like SFA used to beat us, man. Oh, my God. They be Duke. Thomas Walker. <laughs> Hey, walk up was the truth, though, man. I don't know how that he was good. I don't. Hey, I remember that brother was good. Steroids, dog. Like, man, he hosted him on his visit. That's why he didn't come. Who did? <laughs> Me? Oh yeah, you gotta let Flock and uh, Flock handle the visits. Yo, what you mean? I never missed. What y'all talking about? Nah, that was my miss. Yeah, hold up. Hey, y'all came. Y'all came for a weekend with Ant. You were coming. <laughs> That's how I felt, and I feel like I got a lot of players there, man, for sure. I was a lot of visits. I had Marcel on his visit telling me – he was asking me how things would go, and I'm like, oh, it's like this. He's like, all oh, that's going to change when I get here. You see those rings that the women's team got? Ours are going to be six times a day. I mean, they'll see you. like, hey, bro, we won five games last year, but you got it, big dog. We can do it. We got it up to ten. We got it up to ten. Wait, we only <laughs> no, won Mar- five? No. Nah, Our first year? Mar- we – my remember, uh, freshman year, we had like Oregon, Washington, all them schools on the schedule. Marcus was looking at the schedule like, "Yo, we come be about fifteen and over with conference." <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I ain't gonna lie. We played, we played Washington. I think that was one of our first games. Oh, that was the Thanksgiving trip. I remember that. We had Thanksgiving yep. trip. I, I, I thought we had a chance. Like, like I think, like Ty, I remember we played LSU. We could have like hold on, hold on, Phil. Dude, they had three first rounders at Washington. We had to we down like Terrence four. Ross. Terrence, uh Roden, Tony Roden was on that team. And then Roden came man. off the bench. Yeah, come on, man. Roden was a hey, we, But at halftime, we down about like four. I'm like, oh, we got a chance. <laughs> we went down like eight. That was, that was the freshman pride in you. I was hooping against him. <laughs> I, really I played against Tony Roden a lot, but – we we like I'm coming in the halftime like we got a chance guys I'm looking around like man that's hey, hey so Marcel said he had a chance did any of y'all boys ever feel like yo man we ain't ever had no chance like it's over with y'all let's hurry and get this second half over with Flock always felt like that <laughs> bro <laughs> I was ready to get in so I wasn't tripping 
Hey, Dwayne. I don't shoot it every time I touch the ball. Hey, Dwayne, sit next to me on the bench. He'd be like, Coach E, let's go. I ain't going to lie. I want to hear Rob, Ty, and Art answer that question. Because I already know how Terry feels. Terry, Terry, you crazy as me, so. Bro, some things, some things like we could see that they were much more athletic than us, and it would be a struggle, struggle to, towards the end of the game because we couldn't handle. But I never felt like we couldn't play. Once we were like five on five, we could we could handle anybody on the court. But towards the end of the game, everybody, I think we missed a little athleticism because they got like big, big names, big. Big, big time names like Tony Snell, uh, Oregon. They they got good guys playing there. Uh, hey, hold on, I don't know. If y'all, hold on, I don't know if y'all remember the Michigan game. They have three or four first rounders when we played Michigan the first time. Mitch McGarry. Look at Sale. Look at Sale. <laughs> uh, I always had. I always had hope that we would win. What was the, what was the, him, the, the, the like six seven the six seven uh wingman the white dude the shooter the first rounder? Oh, uh, the Stauskas. Oh my god, he had like eight threes on us that game. But e, even that game, we hooping like we were going back and forth. Like it wasn't like we out there like, oh hey, man, can't be yeah, out Art, here. Like, Art, what you what you killing that game, Art? Was that which game? The Michigan game. We played I don't know if it played Michigan. I think I was. was Who was our big man that was killing that game? Wait, Marcel, you you my boy. Josh, I was watching that on TV. Cody, no, no. Who? Maybe Cody. Maybe Cody. Maybe Cody or Joe. Maybe Joe Lattice. I don't know. I can't remember. That was that was. I think it was Cody Joyce. Cody Loki has some work, man. Like, I know. Like, low-key, like. The temple that Cody played with, though. Like, <laughs> Cody was nice. Cody was nice. He used to get so mad, though. He used to get so mad. No, Cody like would that. throw elbows at everybody, bro. What the f***? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, go ahead, Marcel, and I'll wrap it up after you finish. I'm going to say just Texas A&M and LSU with two games where I feel like we legit could have won. We in a game. We lost by less than 10. And DePaul, still. So. Oh, yeah, and DePaul, and DePaul, and we really just, like, just made crazy decisions. Like, not to play – like, I always – like, we just made some crazy decisions as a whole organization, I'll say. Hawaii so, also. We hey. right there, like. Wait. And I tell Western, my bad, you weren't there. Hey. Yeah, yeah go, ahead. Tie, go ahead. Go ahead, One good tie story, then I'll, then I'll let you wrap it up. Hey, y'all remember we were in film – and Ty made a move to the hoop, and three dudes came to him, and he shot it. And Coach paused him and was like, "Ty, like, well, there's three dudes here. Like, what, what are you doing?" <laughs> and hey, and my man Ty looked at him dead in the face and was like, "Yeah, but none of them had their hands up, and those guys should get the rebound." <laughs> Boom. Coach, Coach had none for him. He was like, "I mean," <laughs> and he turned it back on. Like, that's a that's a good answer. <laughs> Oh, that, hey, Ty, what was you what was you thinking in that moment when you saw that? <laughs> hey, hey, they got better memory than me. I, I probably did say that. <laughs> hey, they ain't call me senior buckets for nothing. Coach Key just said that on Facebook. I forgot all about that. Like senior buckets. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the funnest time we had though got to be sophomore, my sophomore year. I think Tony and we went and Rob. I think Ty yeah, we was lit. Turks and Caicos, 
going on the winning. Turks and man. Hey, I felt like we was invincible right there. <laughs> hey, we went on a what? Eleven game win streak. Remember? Yeah. Hey, we was giving the ball to Art. Everybody was hooping. Yo, remember we won yeah. our first road game against KC? That uh, uh, that's hey, that's what's in the rec gym. In the rec gym. Hey, we went to uh, no, I went Cheesecake Factory. We went to like. Some places I remember getting those beef ribs and those things was huge. I remember like, rubbing. You want to talk about restaurants? What about the time in Oregon when they left Eva? They went to the Nike store and they should take E. You know how hot. You know how hot. You know how hot I was about that. I had to plug in Nike. That's the only thing I kept talking about. That's the only thing he was talking about the whole time. I had to plug. I'm like, yo, we about to go Nike, man. They gonna leave me? I was like, oh man. We used to be like, yo, y'all gotta watch what you eat. You gotta eat clean, bro. We went to Outback that day. He was like, just get the whole menu. You whatever y'all want. Whatever you want. Hey, oh, hey, man, that was some man. good times, man. Hey, so wrapping up real quick, fellas. Uh, if you had to give some some people, some student athletes, some advice on HBU experience, just coming to campus, being in Houston, uh, not just specifically um, athletics, what what would you guys say just about being at HBU? Some positive things. Uh, let me start. Uh, I would say like HBU is. It was a great experience, such such a great positive positivity from everybody else, from everybody there, from the coaches, from uh, student athletes, from volleyball, from soccer. So it's a great place to grow as a as a person. And I miss those days. Like if I could go back and leave it again, uh, it was great. My boy, I w- I, w- I would say. Uh... HBU has a lot of uh, – you're, you're near a lot of stuff going on in Houston. Um, whether we can laugh about it or not, we did. We, do, we knew we had each other, and we knew we had people that we could count on. It wasn't nobody, like, uh, trying to do nothing negative or bad to us. It was, the environment wasn't toxic in a sense like that, where we had people trying to get at us. Um, and, uh, yeah, nothing like Sharp when it's uh, actually banging. I'll say that, too. Well, all right, fellas, I just want to say thank y'all for coming on the No Referees podcast today. Good to see y'all boys. Good to chop it up with y'all. Glad to hear everybody doing great things. Love y'all boys. Be safe and uh, stay safe and stay quarantined. And uh, we'll talk to y'all soon. Good seeing y'all too, man. Thanks for having us, Coach G. All right, ready, Coach. Appreciate that time. Y'all be good, everybody. All right, everybody. All right, man. Montana. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No Referees Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this show and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at No Referees Pod. Till the next episode, we out.